grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Have you ever had that feeling of fear? <laughs> It starts slowly at first, and then it begins to grow. It begins right at the pit of your stomach, and then it reaches your spine. It crawls up your spine to the hairs on the back of your neck, and you can either fight or you can run, but you cannot hide. Two notes and a villain is born. That's amazing. <laughs> We're talking about a uh, Christmas carol. We're using the ghost of Christmas past, the ghost of Christmas present, and now the ghost of Christmas future. And in our future, a lot of us think of, well, sometimes fear. Sometimes the future is scary. Sometimes the future is, well, sometimes, always, the future is uncertain. You never know what's going to happen next. And sometimes it's scary, or at least a little bit anxious. Did you know the Bible says 126 times, do not fear or don't be afraid? 126 times. Now, I'm no math guy, but 126 times is like a lot. <laughs> don't be afraid. It seems that, that God doesn't want you to have fear in your life. So we're talking about a little bit about that today. A lot of causes of fear. Sometimes it's financial, right? You get laid off from a job, or those bids aren't, just aren't coming in like they used to. You're in sales, and each day, each month, is like, you got to keep working for that, that dollar. And you're wondering, am I going to make enough this month? Can I make enough this week? Credit card bill arrives from Christmas, and you're like, wow, we had a nice Christmas. And now I'm feeling Christmas. Sometimes fear is financial. Sometimes it's health. You get a scary diagnosis, or a loved one gets a scary diagnosis, and your world just shifts overnight. It's scary. Sometimes it's with relationships. It's a broken relationship. Or someone moves away, or you have a, you know, hypothetically speaking, a daughter go off to college and leave the head office or something like that, and you're like, oh man, it's just not like it used to be. It's not the same anymore. And sometimes it's just general anxiety. And that's what's growing in our world today, oddly enough, among young people. They're anxious, and they're not quite sure why. They can't put their finger on it. They just know. They don't feel right. Fear. We've all experienced it. Some of you are experiencing it right now. If you're not, you'll experience it in January when your credit card bill arrives. <laughs> so what's God's response to fear? Sometimes God's response to fear is, is victory. Isn't it great when you, you pray and you get an answer like the next day? How many of you have ever had that before? Sometimes it happens, right? You're like, yeah, that was beautiful.
fantastic. I remember one time, uh, my wife and I, I was at the seminary, and so I was going to school full time, and I had a job uh, selling souvenirs for the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> Go cards, all right? And my wife worked for a taught preschool for a head start in the inner city of St. Louis, and so I was working part time, making more money than she was teaching preschool for a head start in the city of St. Louis. And uh, so we, uh, every, every week was just, you know, what we can do to get by. And we devised uh, ten different ways to make mac and cheese. <laughs> because you can add some ranch to it, a little ranch flavor to it, you know, a little pepperoni to it. Yeah, that's not so bad. Yeah, that was life back then. Live on love, that's it. And then um, I, did, I was 21 years old and doing our taxes. And we had like 12 W-2s from all the part-time jobs we had in three different states, Nebraska, California, and Missouri. And I got done with my taxes, and I'm like, wow, we owe a lot of money, and we don't have money. And then the seminary bill came in. The ta- we owed 1,000 in taxes. We owed 1,000 to seminary. And I'm like, well, we have 1,000, and we're paying one of these bills, but we're not paying both. And I don't know what to do, because I'm 21 years old, and I'm stupid. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're 22, man. 22, you genius. <laughs> so I'm like, Heather, we should pray. I don't know what to do. And so we start praying. And uh, that Sunday, this lady walks up to me at church. And she hands me a check for $500. And she's got tears in her eyes. And she said, God told me to give this to you. And I don't know why. Seriously? I never had this happen before. So, and then uh, that night I called my mom and I'm talking with my mom. She goes, oh, Jace, um, your old elementary school, they did like a chapel offering for a month. They decided to give you the money. So you're getting 500 bucks. Like, did you tell them to do that, mom? She goes, no, no, no. Your, your old third grade teacher did it for you. Thank you, God. We'll take it. You know, that happens sometimes. But it doesn't usually happen that way. I've got to be honest with you. Most of the time, it doesn't happen that way. Most of the time, you pray, and you're looking for an answer, you're looking for that victory, and it doesn't come. And instead, God says to you, you know what? I'm not going to give you the victory. I'm going to give you growth. And you're like, I don't want growth. I want the victory. And God says, no, no, I love you too much. I remember uh, talking with a friend of mine, and uh, she lived back in Minnesota, and her husband passed away. And she said to the pastor, I wish I could just fast forward through this year. I wish I could skip Thanksgiving and Christmas and our anniversary and birthday. I wish I could just skip it all. I just fast forwarded through it all. And the pastor said, no, you don't, don't wish for that. Don't wish for that. He said, this is going to be the hardest year of your life. And you will grow more this year than you could possibly imagine. And my friend said, she was, he was right. It was the hardest year of my life. And I grew more than I could possibly imagine. And so sometimes God gives the victory, and sometimes God gives growth, but always He gives His promises. He always gives His promises. So what I'd like you to do is there's Bibles in the chairs in front of you. And if there's not one in front of you, pull one up on your phone. This will be the only time I'm going to say, pull out your phones. Pull out your phones. Get, if, Get the Bible on your phone. If you don't have a Bible on your phone, how come you don't have a Bible on your phone? Get the Bible on your phone. It's free. Pull that up. Yeah. 
There's always someone who says to me, I didn't bring my phone into church, Pastor, so I need to me to pray on my phone. That's okay. It's all, right. it's all good. Look up Matthew chapter 10, verse 28. I'm going to pull out the Bible here so you can pull out the page number. There's, there's one over here, I bet. There you go. Matthew chapter 10. It's on page, did someone say 964? Man, that dude, that person is fast. Who said that? Someone with a phone. Someone with a phone, yeah, 964. It says this, page 964, it's verse 28, oh, it's actually page 965, on this one at least. It's, page, it's verse 28, it's on page 965. So if you're in that first column, it's about a little more than half the way down. Page 965. It's Matthew chapter 10, verse 28. Jesus says this. Don't be afraid of those who kill a body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both body and soul in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from the will of your Father. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Some of you are like, yeah, big deal. But some of you are like, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> so don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. It's interesting words from Jesus. He says, you know what? If someone threatens to kill you, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. That's not the real danger. Be afraid of the one who can kill both body and soul in hell. And this is the cool part. The one who says this, has rescued you from hell. Jesus Christ, by his death on the cross, says, you know what? You are mine. Your sin is covered over. You are forgiven. You are free. And don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. The great words. It gets even better. Turn to Philippians chapter 4. A little harder to find, but it's on page 1,164 right here. If it's on your phone, you just hit the Philippians button, and then you hit the chapter 4 button, which is just super nice. But if you're using one of these Bibles here, it's page 1,164. It starts at verse 10. The Apostle Paul writes this. He says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I'm in need. For I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. And I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. The Apostle Paul, he, he grew up, and we think, in probably a, a middle-class family, because he had a great education. And so he grew up pretty, pretty well off. And then he meets Jesus, and Jesus sends him out everywhere. And along his way, he gets shipwrecked, he gets thrown in prison multiple times, he gets beaten multiple times, he's left for dead a couple times, he's beaten so badly. 
And he says, you know what? I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Don't be afraid. I want to add something to that. How many of you have heard the phrase, God won't give you anything you can't handle? Heard that before? Yeah, it's a lie. Just so you know, it's not in the Bible, right? What I think is true is this. God will not give you anything that we can't handle. And this is why church is so awesome. Is that you get to come to church, you get to worship, and some of you come in, you're like broken because you're going through stuff. We say, you know what, we're going to walk with you. We're going to walk with you. Because God will not give you anything we can't handle. We're going to help you carry burdens. We're going to help you mourn. We're going to help you grieve. We're going to help you cry. And we're going to help you stand. Because we can do all things through Him gives us strength. It gets better. Flip back to Romans 8. So, we're going back a little bit, but not too much. It's on page... Uh, it's verse 38. Verse 38, so it's on page 1119. 1119. Verse 38. We'll start at 37. It's good for verse 2. So it's page 1119. Romans chapter 8. Starts at verse 37 there. It's in the second column near the top there. Apostle Paul writes this. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation would be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Not your past. Not your sin. Not what you've done. It's not what your shame. Not what others have done to you. Nothing will be able to separate you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus your Lord. It's not your present it's not what you're going through right now, what you're struggling with, what the addictions you have, what those sins you just can't kick, what those relationships that are super struggling, you don't know what to do, that won't separate you from the love of God. It's in Christ Jesus our Lord. And it's not your future either. It's not the fear of what's coming up, the fear of what you can't control, the fear of the uncertain, the fear of the uh, unknown. That won't separate you from the love of God. It's in Christ Jesus our Lord. I love those words that Matthew and the team sang for us, I'm no longer a slave to fear. For I am a child of God. You are a child of God. That's your birthright. See, I'm a child of Doug and Cindy. And uh, good folks, good parents. But there's some things they just can't give. When you're a child of God, when you're a daughter of the King, when you're a son of the Creator, the last thing you get is fear. And what you get is life. Freely. Because He loves you. Because you're His kid. 
because he claimed you as his own, by his own blood. Huge sacrifice for you. I'm no longer a slave to fear. We're children of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, may it guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus our Lord for life everlasting. Amen.